Hi, welcome to the Lisi and Laura show. We're so glad you're here. Tonight we were talking about grace versus shame. And there is this amazing song that we cannot get enough of. Amen. It's Bethel Music featuring Molly Skaggs, Oh Shame. Oh. Ain't no grave. Ain't no grave. You have got to listen to that song, Mm -hmm. and you have to listen to it loudly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you, we're sitting here, and it is pouring into my soul. There have been so many times in my life where the past has played this film Mm -hmm. reel in my mind, Mm -hmm. and shame has just covered me, and I forget for a moment, mm. whose I am. Oh. And I know there's a lot of us out there that just battle with the past. And sometimes your past is five minutes ago. <laughs> five minutes ago. Right and it can be years. Right on. And I want to share the story with you as we get into our conversation. I was in my 20s. And I work in a salon. There was a situation where um, I did something that wasn't very honest. And I shared it with my pastor, and I kind of shared it tongue-in-cheek. Mm. Wasn't that bad? It's kind of getting mine. I kind of made, made it so that I looked better on paper than, mm-hmm. than the situation really was. So, in my mind, I'm like, it wasn't that bad. You know, but we have two owners, and the one owner was very upset with me. And I'm sitting here in my mind trying to figure out where to come to terms with this. And at one point during that 12 hour span before I saw my bosses, overwhelming shame, mm. overwhelming condemnation. Mm. And I struggled. I couldn't find peace. And one of my friends and I were talking. And as I went to sleep that night, I was replaying on my conversation with all the different people. And I just could not find peace. Mm. And I had this memory. When I was a child and, and there were things that I did Um, that required a punishment, Mm -hmm. my father would typically sit us in the corner. And after the time allotted was was gone, over, he would say, come here. Mm. Come here, pumpkin. I want you to sit on my lap. (laughs) And he would say, I want you to tell me what you did. Mm. And I would, you know, say what I did. And he goes, and usually it was some transgression against my sister. And he'd bring her over. And he'd say, I want you to tell tell her you forgive. You're, you're sorry. And I would say it. However, apology wasn't complete until the offended party forgave. Mm. So my sister would say, I forgive you. And even more impacting to me was he would look me in the eye, lift my chin, wipe my tear away, mm-hmm. kiss my cheek and say, I forgive you. Now go play pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And I would go. And it's that memory has served me in so many ways where I'm struggling with it when I realize that my Heavenly Father says, come here, pumpkin. Come mm. sit on my lap. Mm. I forgive you. Now you're free. Mm. And I even teach my children that. Amen. Because they're going to play like they practice. Mm-hmm. So they know that an apology is not complete until the offended party says, I forgive you. Mm. And then you're released. Both parties are released. Mm-hmm. And so when I went to that situation I was telling you about, I was able to go... With the right frame of mind, because I did need to be contrite, you know, um, be a have right heart in me. Mm. I had peace, though. And, and when I was struggling to find it, it was amazing that this simple 
thing came to my mind and it was allow, allowed me to have peace. Love that. I love that. That's grace. That's grace. That's grace. What's the acronym for grace? God's riches at Christ's expense. expense. So that our grace cost someone something. Mm-hmm. I mean, just settle in that for mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, our grace is free for us. I mean, it's it's a gift. It's given freely. No strings attached. The only string is I have to accept it. But it costs someone their life. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think we were talking about that earlier when he made that ultimate sacrifice on that cross. Even then, he prayed for us then. Oh, yeah. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, mm. that's grace. And that point, wow. My One of my sisters was in her teens and she was struggling with the situation with my dad. And Anna was like, I'm not going to forgive him mm-hmm. until he says what he did. And I talked to him separately and he was like, I don't know what I did. And I told her I'm sorry, but she said no. Mm-hmm. And I did not step in. I just talked to her mom, my stepmom. And it was a few days, weeks later, and Anna comes down and said, I was reading, you know, when Jesus was on the cross and the thieves were gambling mm-hmm. for his clothes and he said, forgive them mm-hmm. for they know not what they do. And we both said, yeah. She said, I think I'm supposed to do that with your dad. Wow. And I'm like, wow, how many times have we been given this amazing grace? But we won't bestow it because they don't know what they did. Yeah. They don't know how it hurt us. Mm-hmm. That moment of her, oh, sweet, sweet mouth of babes. Yeah. Because she was, she was like, like my daughter's age. She was like 12. Wow. And it still hits me to this day. We're forgiving. You know what? Even when they don't really oh. truly understand how grievous. Oh. Do you know, I need, I use that, the doctor that injured me. Mm-hmm. There's a lot oh, of things. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I talked about this maybe an episode or two ago. And her words, and I've told her this, do you realize that when you were 12, mm-hmm. what you have said covered me Amen. To, to, I'm an adult and I was even an older adult and I had a huge situation where I could have been bound. Mm. It was easy mm. to forgive him because it set me free. It doesn't matter if he truly understands what Amen. he did. Amen. And how quickly do we want to be forgiven? I don't want somebody to hold a grudge or be mad at me. I can't stand that feeling, you mm. know, but... When it comes, you know, my turn to do passing out the forgiven, you know, we like to hold on to that for oh. a little bit and lord it over them or, you know, because, oh, yes. you know, it's in our human nature. You, you done me dirty. Mm-hmm. You got to pay. You know, it's just what a poor attitude. You know, I have two, two sides of grace that coincide within me. Mm-hmm. The one side is what I, I told you about my father. Now... There was a situation, something had happened, it, it was it was pretty bad, and um, I remember walking in the door, and my poor mom it has terrible migraines. It, at one point, it would take like three or four days, she would be in misery, and I remember praying to God, please don't let her die. Oh. You know, I would be so scared. Yeah. Well, I walked in the door after this event that had happened, um, and it was, like I said, it, it was bad. There was law involved. It was, it was not a good thing. 
So I walk in the door and I knew she had one. I could tell. Oh. And from her, from her recliner, she's very weak. Said, I "Want you to know that I'm going to tolerate you. Mm. You're going to slink around here, and I'm going to think about it. But you've lost my trust, and I don't know if you're going to earn it back. Mm. Get out of my sight." Now, I'm an adult. I can look back and understand that, that I, the seriousness of that. There were two sides of grace, mm. regardless of the situation, mm-hmm. that I battle with. Mm-hmm. There is the, and I've put it in my head, I will not be, I will not be a, a stingy grace holder. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bestow it freely and I'm going to release my kids. Mm-hmm. I have had to fight not doing the, you are going to slink around. I is the first thought that I go to and I have to say, I usually, I don't know if I've done it. I hope I don't. But I battle. Those are the reels. When they hear that song, Oh Shame, and it's not a, you know, um, bash on, on my other parent. Um, it's just, it is something that happens. Right. So in my head, my earthly experiences will often try to overshadow spiritual. Yeah. And I have to like go yeah. to God Help me with this, Lord. Mm-hmm. I want your eyes. I need lammy ears so I hear your voice and not the voice of my past Amen. because I want to be a grace giver. Amen. Amen. I know something you taught me a long time ago, and this always cracked me up. Do you remember Grace Growers? Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So, you know, I would be perturbed with someone, and Elisa taught me, you know, be thankful for that person in your life. That's what we call a grace grower. And I'm yes. like, what is a grace grower? <laughs> and they're like, that's someone who will really test your patience, you know, kind of push you to the brink. But God, it, even God works in that, you know, in testing the growth of your grace, you know, are you going to love them unconditionally as you are loved unconditionally mm. or, you know, are you going to cast them aside because you, you can't handle their, their mess, you know, here comes, here comes so-and-so the big wet hot mess, you know, it's <laughs> like, well, you know, God says we look like, well, I don't want to say it on, <laughs> on the air what we look like before Christ, you know, before Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why God looks at us through his son, Jesus, so that we don't look like that big, wet, hot mess mm-hmm. coming at him again, you know. So, but yeah, Absolutely. so I'm thankful for all my grace growers um, mm-hmm. that have been in my life, so. And I think that coattails on the forgive them for they know not what they do. Mm-hmm. So we can be a grace bestower giver of the person who's a grace grower when we forgive them because you know what if i still say this i say this often if we truly understood what we did i don't think we do what we have done if we truly understood how it affected somebody simple words simple words there are there's things that i can remember from high school that still haunt me and then I start to get a little, you know, Debbie Downer, and I just have to forgive them again. Amen. They were kids. Yeah. I was a kid. They were a kid. Yeah. We don't know their background. Yeah. So forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. It makes me free. They're free. They probably don't even remember the oh, slight they did. But here I am. It. Well, I tell you right. what, when I was in seventh grade, this person blankety, 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 blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Okay. Doesn't mean the herd isn't real. Yeah. However, they're free. Are you? Yeah. 
Grace frees us. That's right. Forgiveness allows us opportunities for new things. It is the it is the beautiful part of releasing. Amen. Like we talked about. There is an art to releasing. Releasing is power. It frees you from the ramifications and all the lies and all the shame oh, of the past. That's so deep. You know, when I was um, a little girl, I suffered um, some pretty severe trauma in my life. And I remember years later, as an adult, I attended, um, it was called Victim's Assistance mm. up in Akron, and it was this you know, group of people that had all suffered all kinds of traumas. And that's a story for another day. While they had us all mixed in together, I'll never know. But anyways, (laughs) I remember speaking because I was looking around the room at some very young girls, you know, like late teens when I say young. And I remember thinking, you've got to break the cycle, you know, because that was my biggest fear. Am I going to repeat and then perpetuate what happened to me? Am I going to grow up and then put that onto somebody else. Do you know what I mean by that? Yes. You know, the the stain of someone else's mm. sin is on me now. Am I going to repeat that? And so I remember always saying to myself, I will never never make somebody feel vulnerable to the point where, you know, they have no control over a situation, you know, and be lord over them, you know, and put that shame and guilt, mm. you know, on them in that way. And I remember expressing that to these younger girls. You've got to break the cycle. But it starts with forgiveness. Always. You know, because if you can't forgive that person that, you know, committed that crime or sin or whatever you want to label it against you and release them, as you always say, Lisey, um, you know, that becomes a deep root. I mean, such a deep root in your heart, in your mind. And, you know, as a teenager, I took that trauma and I lived it out. I mean, you know, promiscuity, partying, alcohol, you know, just everything to kind of mask the shame that I felt from that, you know. So fast forward then, again, you know, in my early 20s, attending this victim's assistance, by then it was clear to me, I I have to break this cycle. Because otherwise, you know, I'm just going to hand this down to my kids and then their kids, you know. Like, generations are going to be cursed. You know what I mean? And so I had to forgive this person for this situation. And a lot of people have trouble with that. Mm -hmm. They don't understand. How do you forgive somebody? You know, that person's a monster and, you know, whatever. Prison's not good enough, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. You know, but I'm like, you know what? Here's what I always thought. I remember thinking this to myself. Who did that to this person? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where did their trauma come from that they then handed it down to me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember I've had to pray for this person a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, again, it goes back to that onion. Sometimes the yeah. layers get peeled and you think you're fully healed. You get triggered. Oh, so triggered. And you could be right, like you're right back at square one. Oh. You're not, but it's the onion. Yep. It's the onion. And you know what? I have every right to be an advocate out there mm-hmm. to take people like that down, you know. 
but I choose to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And no, I don't want to walk a mile in their shoes. I really, I will pray to God, you know, and I'm so thankful to God that I never had to walk a mile in their shoes. But yeah, think about that. What what perpetuated that for them? What mm-hmm. caused them to carry that cycle on? And, you know, for me, what stopped it for me was my encounter with Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, was Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, and and the forgiveness that you're going to use for that person, that's the same amount of forgiveness that I'm going to use for you. Mm-hmm. You know, so be careful in holding on to them grudges. Because you're the one, you're still a victim. Mm-hmm. By holding on to this past, oh. you've made yourself imprisoned. Yep. When you forgive them, you don't, you can, the first step, I think, I think where you're talking about is so amazing. The first step, it's a journey. Oh, you, yeah. That was a journey to oh, get there. The first it. step is forgiving them for they know not mm-hmm. what they do. Just release. Amen. It doesn't mean it's okay. Right. It doesn't, right. it doesn't, it is not um, an acceptance of this terrible thing. It's simply releasing. Amen. Amen. It releases your soul. Yeah. It releases your mind. Yeah. And shame is so often with the victim because you have this shame on you. All these thoughts. And when you forgive them, you're not attached to them Amen. anymore. You've broke that cycle. And you know... You know how I love Corey Ten Boone. Yes. You know, you know, and as yes. reader listeners, you already have gotten to know me, uh, know my affection for Corey Ten Boone. She's one of my heroes. And there is a section in her book when they were in, I don't remember their prison. I think it was Rosenbrock. I, I don't remember the exact, so forgive me, but she's there. And her sister Betsy is very sick. And she visits her in the sick barracks. And she says, and she grabs her hand and she goes, Corey, I see it. And she describes this beautiful Mm. building. And she said, they'll grow things. Mm. They've forgotten how to love. Mm. I have goosebumps Mm. to my face right now. Mm. She said, they've forgotten how to live. When they grow things, they will learn. Mm. And Corey thought she was talking about the prisoners. She was talking about the guards. Yep. Years went on. She actually, this place that Corey described, the stained glass windows, the way the the mantle was on the fireplace, the grounds, was exactly what was gifted to her later. And she used it as a place for the former Nazis to rehabilitate, to learn, to love again. And she went on to a speaking tour. Some of our listeners might not remember this because, you know, there's some generations that don't know the story. Yeah. So she's at this place giving her story of how um, her being, uh, she helped Jewish people in um, uh, Holland, you know, Underground Railroad. Um, So one of the guys came up to her and he said, would you forgive even me after she had done speaking? And then she said, well, yes, I would. He said, I was a guard at your prison. Mm, Oh my gosh. So she was faced with a man who had abused them, beat them humiliated them Mm -hmm. and she forgave her who you affect is your nation yeah her nation is so vast that me an american teenager when i first read the book hiding place i mean to this day i i don't have the book i lent it out and i didn't get it back 
and I need to get a new copy mm. because that book impacts me. She forgave Amen. freely. Amen. And it was a test. She even says it was a test. Yep. And yep. she forgave the cruelty. Yep. And her she lost her father, her sister. Um, I can't remember who else she lost, but she let, walked out of there. Ugh. 60 years old, beaten, bruised, Ugh. weary. And she impacted a nation. It's incredible. Yeah. That is incredible. Another aspect I want to touch on as well is... The people that God will put in your life <clears throat> surrounding your trauma, I always, I can usually point them out in a crowd. Mm. I, there's just something that draws me towards another victim. And I can, I just usually within the first, I'd say 10 or 15 minutes, I can read it. You know, there's like a shared pain you know, or just whatever you want to say. There's some of them are my soulmates, you know, mm-hmm. so to speak. But and then getting to know them and talk with them through the experience that they've survived. Oh my gosh, Elisa! I mean, just to be able to help each other that way in that part of the release. Yes. You know, to be able to encourage someone mm-hmm. that you know, if I can make it through it, you you will too. You know, and so, and not to be a crutch, you know, we don't, we don't want to be a crutch for anyone, you know, you want to be more like a, what's the word, catalyst, you know, (laughs) I'm going to catapult you, I'm not, I'm not going to crutch you, but I'm going to catapult you because, you know, God is willing and God is able, Mm. you know, so, you know, God bless you if you've suffered a trauma and you know if you struggle to forgive and to release just remember grace remember what christ did on the cross and how you know you were forgiven because mm-hmm. there's no no one transgression above another sin is sin is sin is sin period mm-hmm. it's all dark it's all you know all the same so in god's eyes it separates. Yeah. Sin is like a chasm. Mm. And it separates us. And that riches, the God's riches at Christ's expense, mm. is this grace is a gift. Mm. And I tell my children, it's like a coat. Yeah. It's this beautiful coat you've been given. You can have it hanging in your closet. And you can admire it. Mm. You can even touch it and think, oh, this feels like I would be so warm if I wore it. Yeah. But until... You slide your hand in the sleeve mm-hmm. and it goes over your shoulders. Your other hand goes on. You let it embrace you. You take those beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, buttons and you clasp it and it fits you, fills you with warmth. Mm-hmm. Then it's yours. Mm-hmm. Until you wear the grace. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty thing in the closet. Mm-hmm. So we invite you to take that coat. If you haven't wore it, yes. this imagery, I want you to think about this. This is your gift from God. Yes. It was a great price. It will give you peace. When it, It'll pass any understanding. Amen. The first step in healing that Laura and I both took, it was definitely through our knowledge of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I invite you. I invite you to listen to this podcast and ask God to help you. God, I'm struggling. This person stole my innocence. Mm. They tore my heart mm. and I don't know how to forgive. Mm. I ask you to tell ask him. Yes. He 
He's a good God. Amen. I don't know why this happened. He will give you peace that passes understanding. Yes. I wish we could have all the answers. Mm. I wish that I would know why three of my children aren't here right now. Mm. Why my son's twin isn't here. Mm. I don't know. But I do know that God is good. Yes. God is great. All the time. And that grace is what covers me. It gives me momentum in the morning. Mm. And we probably will probably um, talk about this again because it's so huge. Yeah, this is... And you can leave a message on uh, Anchor that we will hear. Mm -hmm. um, and we would love to connect with you. Yes. So I thank you for visiting with us, for allowing us to come into your life. I pray that that grace covers you. Yes. That it surrounds you like a shield. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Good night. Bye.